a camel escaped a petting zoo and killed two people. There are now five fewer Doritos per bag because of inflation. And an assistant principal read, I need a new butt to the children, and then was fired. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast. Oh, yes, I'm Jonesy. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me. I hope you had a nice weekend. I got three strange stories from around the world. Let's do it. A petting zoo camel escaped the zoo and killed two men. A camel attacked and killed two grown men outside of Memphis, Tennessee, after the camel escaped a petting zoo on Thursday. What kind of killer camel was part of a petting zoo? This doesn't sound like petting zoo material, this camel. Let's get some more information. Uh, there's past inspection reports on this petting zoo, which is called Shirley Farms. It's located in Obion County. Uh, inspection reports suggested that the zoo had very little water for the dromedary camels, also known as Camelus dromedarius. In case you guys uh, are scientists. Uh, they also say they had no barrier to protect the public from the camels. Well, it's a petting zoo, so there's usually no barrier, right? You just go in and pet the damn thing. If there's a barrier, now it's a regular zoo. No barrier, now we have a petting zoo, correct? Uh, just trying to wrap my head around what's going on here. Okay, so they received a call about a loose camel attacking people. That's when the Obion County Sheriff's arrived at the Shirley Farms Zoo. Um, here's a quote from the sheriff's Facebook page about this incident. Deputies arrived on the scene to find two unconscious victims on the ground at Shirley Farms. They also discovered a camel still on the loose. Okay. The Tennessee Highway Patrol, the Ridgely Police Department, the Lake County Sheriff's Office, the Lake County Rescue Squad, Obion County Sheriff's, all on the scene. This was a huge deal. Wow. All surrounding police <laughs> on the scene trying to locate this camel that's just killing pedestrians. Apparently, this seemingly aggressive camel attacked one of the Obion Sheriff's vehicles and then moved toward deputies who were trying to move the victim into an ambulance. At the time, the officers had to, quote, put the camel down for the safety of everybody on the scene. Oh, they had to put this poor camel down. And then we have two male victims pronounced dead at the scene. So, so sad. I didn't realize camels were so deadly. Um, I'm guessing there's a, there's a past with this camel. It's been in the petting zoo. It, I mean, according to the previous inspection reports... They didn't give the camel enough water. Probably gave it crap food, treated it poorly at Shirley Farms. No, I don't know this for a fact. Just trying to put together a motive for the camel. It's probably just very upset at, at its state of existence. It was like, you know what? I'm tired of people coming over and touching me, not giving me enough water, feeding me this crap, and then everybody wants to just touch me. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to make a scene here. The article actually asks this question as for why the escaped camel was so aggressive at the time, but they say it's unknown. However, in general, camels show very little aggressive behavior except between males and only usually during mating season. Breeding season in the wild for dromedary camels takes place in the winter or the rainy season, and when males fight for access to females, they are known to bite at their opponent's legs and take his head in between their jaws in an effort to bring that competitor to the ground. That's a lot of information about 
camel fighting over ladies. Researchers reported a similar case in which a 25-year-old man was attacked by a camel under his care. The man was reportedly feeding the camel when it bit the man's face and neck, resulting in an emergency room visit for what turned out to be a left eye evisceration and facial nerve injury. And that's the end of the article. So history between camels attacking people, not a lot of it. In general, they seem pretty agreeable. But when you maltreat your zoo animal, you know, this is what you get. And it does say here that uh, the inspection report from the farm claims the only access to drinking water for the camels and the zebra was a very small, shallow, muddy creek running through their enclosure. There was no access to any water troughs or other potable water source for these animals. So, yeah, they were they had had it. It seems like yeah, it's a damn shame that innocent people had to pay the price for this. Um, this whole thing with animals in zoos. I mean, we need to really get beyond this. I think virtual reality will be the future of this, where we'll, we'll all just visit the animals and pet the animals in virtual reality, and the animals can stay in their habitats, their natural habitat. They don't have to deal with. Shirley Farms in places like this. There are five fewer Doritos per bag thanks to inflation. If your bag of delicious Doritos has seemed suspiciously skimpy on the chips lately, well, you're not alone. Frito-Lay, the company that makes Doritos and other very delightful chips, confirmed that they decreased the number of chips you get per bag by... Five whole delicious Doritos triangles in order to account for inflation. Oh. Everybody's cutting back, guys. Gas is going up, and now we have fewer Doritos. Whew. How long can we live like this? We have a quote from a representative of the company, Frito-Lay. Inflation is hitting everyone. We took just a little bit out of the bag so we could give you the same price. We want to give you the same price, okay? And, you know, you can keep enjoying your chips. We just took a few out, but we kept the same price, so you can keep enjoying your chips, okay? All right, moving on. Now, you're probably wondering how much money is Frito-Lay saving by taking out those five measly Doritos. Well, for 200 million bags of chips, that means the amount saved is about $50 million. That's a lot of money. Just taking out five chips. Huh. Doritos apparently aren't the only product that's gotten smaller while charging you the same pr price. You're also going to get one fewer brushes out of a tube of Crest 3D White Radiant Mint, 28 fewer crackers out of a box of family size Wheat Thins, and several fewer sips out of your bottle of Gatorade. As all these companies are trying to pass higher supply prices onto consumers with sneaky downsizing and even repackaging. And then they have a link at the bottom of this story saying, if you'd like to find out what other companies are screwing you over right now, click here. So I clicked on it. It's talking about a term called shrinkflation, which I've never heard of before. It's the downsizing a product while keeping its price the same. It's a combination of the words shrink and inflation. Companies face higher prices for their supplies and may try to pass that on to the consumer Downsizing a product reduces costs for the manufacturers. Yes, of course. Uh, now, the reason this is a little preferable is because it usually goes unnoticed. Shoppers tend to be price sensitive. And you notice the increase in price. In fact, uh, there is a dollar store that is 
uh, now charging more than a dollar. I think they're now the dollar twenty-five store, and people were very upset about this. People really noticed the increase in prices, but they may not notice very subtle changes in packaging or read the fine print on the size or the weight of a product. And you know that result is consumers are less likely to notice getting less if the price just stays the same. Uh, they give some other examples of products that have been downsized in addition to the Doritos and the toothpaste. For instance, Bounty Triples paper towels went from 165 sheets to 147 sheets. Sheesh! Really downsizing. Um, it's a damn shame that it's come to this. Uh, it's also a shame that uh, the companies won't take a small loss, even temporarily. You know, We're all taking a hit during inflation. Companies are not allowed to take a hit, apparently. It's called the price of doing business. The cost of doing business is... Sometimes you have up months or years, other times you have down. But because a lot of these companies are publicly traded companies, they can never not show a profit in a quarter. It really affects them. Stockholders are not very pleased. So they have to constantly show a profit, which is a huge, it's a huge deal. Uh, I'm not pleased about it. Uh, and so they can never take a loss, so they got to pass it on to us. It's like, you take a loss, bro. We're taking losses. Yeah, I got to smoke less weed. Maybe you guys ought to smoke less weed. Maybe drive, drive fewer fancy cars. Bunch of CEOs. All right. I'm not going to go all rage against the machine on you. On you. <laughs> you know how I feel about it, though. Anyways, guys, let's all stick together. It's a tough time right now. Uh, we're looking at a possible recession from what I'm um, reading today, as a matter of fact. But let, let's stick together. Together we can get through this. Think everything's going to be all right. If you need me, I'm here. Funnyjones at gmail.com. 646-450-2012. An assistant principal was fired for reading a book to the children. It was Read Across America Week recently. And the second graders in the Hines County School District in Mississippi were waiting for a particular administrator to read a book to them. Uh, the administrator was... Toby Price, the assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary School. Mr. Price, age 46, read a book called I Need a New Butt by Don McMillan. It, it, he described it as one of his own children's favorite books. He read it to the roughly 240 second graders at the school. Where later that day, the district superintendent, Delicicia Martin, put him on in administrative leave and fired him two days later, accusing him of violating the standards of conduct section of the Mississippi Educator Code of Ethics. In a letter to Toby Price, the superintendent called this book inappropriate. She particularly took issue with the references to farting in the book and how, quote, the book describes butts in various colors and shapes and sizes. She talks about butts. Various butts, like fireproof butts and bulletproof butts. Yeah, Mr. Price is unprofessional for having selected this book about farting and butts. Well, this person sounds like the total no-fun police. What kind of book would she read to the kids? Today, kids, we're going to read grass. Why does, it, why does it get green? Why does it grow? You guys excited to read about grass? Did you enjoy the book about rocks I read yesterday? <laughs> No fun. Uh, says here, Mr. Price was very upset after being let go. Here's a quote from him. So sad. I did not expect to be terminated. I cried the entire 
way home. Mr. Price has been an educator for 20 years. He hired a lawyer and he plans to fight the termination before the school board, as he should. Now that no fun police, Miss Martin, she's got a five member school board and they didn't immediately respond to the messages seeking comment. But Mr. Price's termination brought swift criticism from children's authors and PEN America, which is a free speech organization that fights banning books. Great. We shouldn't be banning books, <laughs> especially fun, silly, hilarious, humorous books like this that I'm sure children get a delight from. In a letter, PEN America said that, quote, in positioning the act of reading a book as a violation of ethics, the district is implying that any educator could be terminated under similar circumstances. And this is a fear that many teachers are already grappling with after a, uh, a slew of efforts last fall to ban books from teaching and discussing race, racism, and other divisive concepts uh, was an issue in certain places. So, yeah, the banning of books, it's a thing. Uh, they're just canceling everybody. I'm going to get canceled out of this closet any moment. I can feel it. Uh, Mr. Price says that the reaction from the students after he read the book was amazing. They thought it was hilarious and not at all inappropriate. He recalls going into the hallway, being approached by students who thanked him for choosing a book like that. They loved it, he said. They all stopped me and said, Mr. Price, that book was really good. We have another quote from Mr. Price. He says, I am a firm believer that reluctant readers need the silly, funny books in order to hook them in and get them reading in general. I think it's important and whatever it takes. Oh, and I completely agree. It seems to me like reading is not the thing that kids want to do these days. They want to be engaged in, well, mostly watching TikTok videos from my observance. But so, I mean, And those things are entertaining, man. Everything that's in that smartphone is so much more exciting than just a book on, uh, you know, to these children. So if you can turn their heads, get their attention with a book like this. Oh, it's a big win, isn't it? Don't you want children reading? I think it's very important. Uh, Mr. Price says he only wants his job back so he can support his three children. His two eldest children, a daughter and a son, have severe autism. This guy, man, this guy's a tremendous human being. He gets fired over this. Unbelievable. What do you guys think? Books like this for the kids? You think it's inappropriate? What's wrong with a book about farting and butts? Some silly stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Have you read that Bible? There's some outrageous stuff in there, man. There's a burning bush that talks to people. That's freaky, man. It's freakier than a bulletproof butt, for sure. <laughs> I jest. I love the Bible. I really do. You know, as a as a very uh, devout Catholic should. <laughs> All right, guys, call the show six four six four five zero twenty twelve. By the way, if anyone wants to send me this book, I would I would be really into it. Let this groove. Get in your shoes, it's all right, all right, all right. How was your weekend? Did you groove to some earth, wind, and fire? I did. I always do. I get, you know, like to get myself all hopped up on a scorpion bowl or two, listen to some earth, wind, and fire. Do you guys know what scorpion bowls are? I should do a whole episode on scorpion bowls. What are they? Just, um, just Google it. I think you'll like what you see. Uh, anyways, I want to give thanks and praise to everybody who reached out to me over the weekend letting me know that they were having a nice time and they enjoyed the Florida Friday episode. I appreciate that. That makes me feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside. I had a lovely weekend. and uh, I want to give thanks to Connie from Georgia. Connie sent me two 
humorous books in the mail. She's just like, didn't even tell me they were coming. These two books arrived. I'm like, what are these? Oh, they look hilarious. I can't wait to dig in. Um, how, how appropriate. I mean, we had a story about books today. I love funny books. Um, I, uh, I like to read. I used to read more. I don't read as much as I used to, but um, I'm currently reading a Charles Bukowski novel because uh, those are hilarious as well. He's very funny. Um, his novels especially. Very good. Have you ever read Hollywood? Oh, it's so good. Or Women? Oh, these, these novels are good. I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say, I am going to say they're not for everybody. They're a little dirty, <laughs> but they're so funny. Um, also, I got a, uh, I got a Amazon, Amazon, Amazon review from someone who doesn't really like the podcast. Um, unique name wrote, uh, you talk too damn much, but gave me two stars. So I'm, I'm appreciative of two stars. Uh, and then the review says, oh, look, something funny. It's something funny. Hey, the funny thing is funny. Remember the funny thing I just said? Well, it's funny with funny, and I'm so funny. This is every news headline to the point that each weird funny news story is beaten into the ground until all you hear for the next 10 minutes is the continual and steady slapping of wood on dead horse flesh. That's a very poetic review. I really, you're, you're very good with language, unique name. Unique name is definitely a reader. Very cool. Well, I'm sorry I let you down with the podcast, um, but I appreciate you giving me two stars. I hope you find something that you enjoy in the world. Um, there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I'm sure you'll find something that you dig. Um, you didn't have to, to tell me I wasn't funny. Funny is subjective, of course. You could. It would have been more appropriate if you wrote, uh, you know, this isn't funny to me, to me, because we all have tastes and humor, and some people think I am funny, some don't. So to you, I'm not funny. Um, yeah, and I didn't really, I didn't make you listen to my podcast either. I didn't like show up at your door and was like, "Hey, listen to this." You know, I didn't do that either. So I never really asked you, and it was free. But I understand you uh, you listened to it and it really affected you, and you felt like you had to write all this. Uh, thanks for giving it a chance. That's all I can say. And thanks for giving me two stars instead of the one that most people seem to give me when they don't like it. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate that, and I hope you find something you like out there. Uh, if you guys want to leave a review, you can do so on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's a place. Or uh, iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. You can leave reviews there. Spotify only allows you to give stars. So if you guys listen on Spotify, please just quickly give me five stars. That'd be really helpful. Um, or, you know, if, you, if, not, if you're not really feeling it, two stars is okay as well. Um, and, you know, you don't have to ever listen to it again. I don't make anybody do this. <laughs> you're your own person. And, and there's almost two million podcasts out there from my understanding. So, you know, there's other choices. Is there another daily weird news show? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, so and uh, yeah, I try and keep the. Uh, you know, I know I, I talk a lot, of course, but I try and keep the episodes under 20 minutes. You know, 15. If I can get close to 15, I do that. You know, I realize how long most podcasts are. I mean, I don't talk so much compared to the other podcasts out there. Jeez, they're all an hour long, man. Really, most of them are an hour or more. Um, and then you get some that are three or more. Oh boy, I don't know how you do that. Anyways, I'm learning all the time, trying to do this better. So any feedback's helpful. Uh, if you guys would like to support the show by uh, donating a couple dollars a month, you know, like buying Jonesy a half a cup of coffee or so, you can do so by going to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And if you want to mail me something like Connie from Georgia, who's just such a delight and such a giving individual, she's lovely, uh, you can just write me an email. And, uh, I'll get you my address. You can send me something. Fun- uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. Okay, I think that's it. I'm sorry I spoke to- so long on the outro. We'll see you tomorrow.
Hey Jonesy, it's Smokey Man. How you doing? I was listening to Florida Friday's segment about the woman who got pulled over by the cop down in Florida. And when she rolled down her window, he smelled an odd odor. And he figured it out that it was like a bunch of deodorant, man, like right guard. She'd been huffing, huffing right guard, man. I mean, those inhalants, those propellants in those cans is what gets you high. And that's, that's a terrible thing to do to your brain, man. You fly, fry your brain. I mean, not to mention all the damage you do to your organs, like your kidneys and your lungs, your, your brain, and like your, your liver. That stuff, man, that can set your heart all a pitter patter and get it racing a mile a minute, man. And that can stop your heart. You can have a heart attack and die. So I'm so glad, Jonesy, that you were warning your listeners not to do those inhalants, man. Huffing's a bad thing. So I was pleased that you were telling everyone not to do that, especially the kids that are listening to your show. Anyway, that being said, I was totally wasted while I was listening because I find that that enhances my listening experience. And so I was hearing the part at the end of the show during the outro where your caller, Sherry Boone, was talking about the segment from the day before about a big bottle of Moet and Chandon Imperial Brut champagne, and it was filled with methamphetamine instead of champagne. Man, can you imagine partying on that? Wow, that would really be something, man. But if you were just drinking champagne like she was talking about, she said, what are you going to do with all that extra champagne? It'll go bad. No, man, all you got to do to preserve champagne if there's extra is just keep it ice cold. I mean, it's not cold enough in the fridge. Just fill your sink up with water and put a ton of ice in there. The secret is to keep it ice cold. Just put it in the ice bucket or in your sink. You can't freeze it, man, because the bubbles will go out, the carbon dioxide. I used to be a sommelier in a previous life, man, and that's one secret there. That old teaspoon in the mouth of the bottle thing, that doesn't work at all. You just got to keep it ice cold, and that'll keep the bubbles from forming and getting out of the bottle. So, you know, if you got a large party, that's why you'd want a big bottle, a three-liter bottle like that. That's called a double magnum, or be to be more specific, it's actually called a Jeroboam, J-E-R-O-B-O-A-M, Jeroboam. Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. I'm calling about the story about the news spotter they've seen around Georgia and along the East Coast. And I saw one of those spotters last year, and I was going to get a picture of it. Um, It was strung across the porch, the web was. And as soon as I started to snap the picture, the spotter just jumped off of the web and scared the crap out of me. So I, I just took off and ran, and I haven't seen one since. And so I'm going to keep a lookout for it because I have a feeling that critter's still out there somewhere. And two, there was one, there was another, well, a different kind of spider in the basement. It was a big black spider. It was just 
Oh, God, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And I tried to hit it with a broom, and one of its legs came off. So somewhere there's that yellow spider running around and a seven-legged spider. But So if I see either one of them, I'll let you know, and I'll take a picture, and I'll try not to be too scared. But you'll probably hear me scream all the way in California when you, you know, if I do. So if you hear that, you'll think, oh, God, she saw it. But anyway, I was just going to let you know that I had seen one, but thank God that's all I've done is see it. So anyway, have a great Friday Eve to you and all the weirdos out there. I love y'all, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. Um, if you'll indulge me for just a moment. I don't want to get too political here because I know that's not something that's good for the show or anyone wants to particularly hear. But, you know, the world we live in now is a crazy, weird place. And on March 11th, it was two years since a global pandemic was declared by the WHO. And in that time, we've had a lot of illness and tragedy and lost a lot of lives Uh close to a million here in the United States alone and six million worldwide, six million people. That's as many Jews as were lost in the Holocaust due to Hitler, uh, you know, almost a hundred years ago in the thirties, beginning of World War One. And now we've got uh, sort of another Hitler that's taking the world stage and Vladimir Putin and what he's doing with his undeclared war in the Ukraine. And uh, they're trying to become a democracy. And a lot of the world is just standing by and doing nothing. And the great democracies of the world, like the United States, are kind of letting Ukraine do the fighting on their own without the these great democracies in the world really stepping up and, and helping in a, a bigger way than what they are. And lives are being lost every day, thousands of lives now. And I think we need to be doing more than what we're doing. I'm usually making appeals for people to send money to you, Jonesy, but I think we need to be doing more to help out Ukraine and people can think about that and do what they want. But uh, I just want to take a moment of silence here for the lives that have been lost to COVID and those two in Ukraine and the battle that's been going on there. Uh, it's hard to get people to agree on anything these days, but we should be able to agree that one country should not uh, go into another sovereign nation and try to take that country over. That seems to be fairly standard international law. So let's just think about that and what's happening in that country. So I would say, Slava Ukrainianye, glory to Ukraine, Slava Heroyam, glory to the heroes, and Udache Zetje Cholevista, good luck with your life, man. People think about what's going on and think about what you can do to help out. Everyone take care. And stay safe and healthy.